Welcome to episode three of Mike's Mental Models. Today, the three filters. On today's episode, we're going to talk about my favorite mental model of them all, Garrett Hardin's three filters. But before we begin, let's talk about how this is slightly different from models one and two. In episode one, model one, we talked about Gordian knots and Chesterton fences, which encouraged us to take a very focused approach on the history of something, to ask why something is the way it is, and to either respect that or cut through it as antiquated. In episode two, our second model, we took a much wider perspective, asking what the alternative histories of something were. We wanted to see what the range of outcomes was and see if our realized outcome was representative of that range or if it was an outlier and learn from that. In this third episode, we're gonna look at Garrett Hardin's three filters and I'll tell you how I use this model in my regular life. Hardin makes the case in his book, Filters Against Folly, that to some degree, we're all lay people. That is, we can't understand all the experts in the world. We can certainly have expertise in some areas, but be lay people in other areas. For example, you can know a lot about nuclear physics, but not know a lot about health and nutrition, and vice versa. So Hardin wrote the book Filters Against Folly as a way to encourage lay people to filter what experts say. That is a better way to understand them. And these filters, like our other models, are fractal in nature. That is, we can zoom in on them and use the same model over and over. None of these models are panacea. They're not cure-alls for any situation. Our models are more like something that's alive, something that we're constantly using, whether trying to figure out a big picture thing or trying to figure out something small. Even in relationships, you can have a model that works in one instance, but doesn't work in another instance. So we have to be aware that these models are gonna work on a variety of levels in a variety of ways. And the best way is to keep these tools sharp and to use them on a regular basis. Before we get into Garrett Hardin's three filters, we need to know that you don't need to be brilliant to use these filters. Charlie Munger said that he's succeeded enormously by just knowing the basics. He knows what a normal distribution is, but he says that he can't figure it out to the 10th decimal place. That's kind of what we're doing with Hardin's three models. We don't have to be great, we just have to be good enough. Stephen King makes the same point in his book on writing. He says that if you're awful, you won't be a good writer. And if you're great, you'll never be a brilliant writer. But if you want to go from okay to good or okay to great, that's the kind of step that's possible. And that's what we want to do with these models. We want to be in an okay situation that gets us to a great situation because we understand these three filters and we can use this model in a variety of situations. Our three filters are the literate filter, the numerate filter, and the echolit filter. And these filters, while they have somewhat cumbersome names, will be really easy to understand after we dive into some examples. So let's start with the literate filter. The good thing about the literate filter is that we don't have to understand or remember our Philosophy 101 courses from college. Rather, 
Hardin warns us against things like, quote, verbal diarrhea, poetry, and showstoppers, end quote. We just need to be aware of the outlandish things that people say, or the hidden persuasion that people use in their language, and have those instances be red flags or warnings to us to stop following along and maybe think about more deeply what the person is saying. A great example right now is the work that Scott Adams is doing uh, as a curator of Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Scott Adams is explaining how Trump is using the literate filter or bypassing the literate filter for some people and how he is uh, succeeding in running his presidential campaign. Adams explains what a, quote, linguistic kill shot is, end quote, and why this really matters. When Adams says that Donald Trump says Hillary Clinton has low stamina or that Ted Cruz is lying Ted, there's a reason that he chooses those words and not other words. So among other things, what Trump is doing is he is being an expert in the literate area. And if people don't fully understand or look more deeply into what he's saying, he can get some things by you. In the same way that uh, a nuclear physicist might explain how a nuclear reactor works in very technical terms and you would just sort of nod along and your eyes would glaze over and you wouldn't fully understand. To some effect, that's what Donald Trump is doing in his presidential campaign. Our goal as non-experts then is to realize when this is happening and to slow things down and say, stop, wait a minute, why don't I understand exactly what this person is saying? Our second filter is the numerate filter. And the numerate filter is one where we can just as easily get trapped in the numbers and be beholden to the numbers. And there's all kind of famous quotes from history that emphasize how much we emphasize numbers. Lord Calvin wrote, quote, When you can measure what you are speaking about and express it in numbers, you know something about it. When you cannot express it in numbers, your knowledge is of a meager and unsatisfactory kind, end quote. Bill Gates wrote something very similar. Quote, I have been struck by how important measurement is to improving the human condition. You can achieve incredible progress if you set a clear goal and find a measure that will drive progress toward that goal. End quote. But we can also rely too much on numbers sometimes. Charlie Munger said, practically everybody overweighs the stuff that can be measured because it yields to the statistical techniques they're taught in academia. End quote. Philip Tetlock put it more succinctly, quote, the truly numerate knows numbers are tools, nothing more, end quote. Numbers are easy to manipulate. They are easy to hide things in or to make something more complicated than it needs to be. In the same way that poetry or persuasion can make our literate filter a little dulled to something that isn't necessarily true, overcomplication can make our numerate filter a little dull as well. It's easy to get trapped up in numbers we don't understand and assume they're right rather than slow down and question what we're seeing. The third filter is the equalit filter. And the equalit filter can be summed up by a single question and that is, and then what? We're going to invest in this, and then what? I'm going to leave you. And then what? We will elect so-and-so. And then what? And Hardin points out in his book that everything we do has side effects. 
Some of those side effects will be small and some of them will be large, but we should at least try to be aware of what some of the side effects to the things are. He includes this quote by John Muir, quote, when we try to pick out anything by itself, we find it hitched to everything else in the universe, end quote. We see this in history all the time. One semi-recent example is the Cuban Missile Crisis, which is credited as lasting 13 days, but historian Jim Blight says on the Backstory podcast that it was really 18 months in the making. How so? Well, it all started, Blight says, with the Bay of Pigs invasion. And from that point on, Fidel Castro didn't feel like he could trust the United States. In fact, he felt like a conflict was inevitable. And he would go for what Blake calls, quote, a beautiful death, end quote. So Castro had resigned himself to fight. And he was imploring his fellow Cubans to die facing the sun. That is, to die in battle rather than dying um, in retreat. And so he thought that this confrontation would inevitably happen. And you compare that, Blight says, with what John F. Kennedy was feeling. He was being threatened with impeachment at the time, and he wanted to get this, quote, pissant off his map. And so Kennedy was just ready for Cuba to go away. Castro thought Cuba would be fully engulfed with the United States. Consequently, each leader took a different path. Kennedy sent warships to the Caribbean in hopes of deterring any outside involvement, such as from the Russians. So he thought that these warships would effectively be a period to the end of the sentence and that they wouldn't lead to anything else. Castro saw the warships and thought, if not now, then when? For a time to attack the United States. And when the Russians approached him with putting missiles in Cuba, he thought it was inevitable since the warships were always there. We can never merely do one thing hard and right. And those are our three filters. The literate, to understand what someone is truly saying and not getting wrapped up in their words. The numerate, to understand what a number truly means and not to be confused by confounding statistics or things that are overcomplicated. And the equalate filter, which asks us to consider what else will happen and then what will happen, to understand that life is really connected. So, how do I use these three filters? Well, it all started when Freakonomics co-founder Stephen Dubner told the story of one time when he was antiquing in New England. Dubner recalls being outside and seeing something on a rustic wooden picnic table. And just before he was about to buy it, he stopped himself and he asked, if this were a shopping mall or if this was on a store shelf, would I feel the same way about it? And it turned out for the thing that he was holding, no, he didn't really want it that bad. He was just sort of suckered in by the conditions around him. And in some ways, that's how we can use these three filters as a mental model. We can consider how we're getting information in what condition we are in and then asking how valuable it really is. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mike's Mental Models. If you want the show notes to this episode, search Mike's Mental Models on medium.com. 